Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and I'm Tim Flaherty, the Christian talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truths of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. back again. I'm Tim Flaherty, and this is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. And this week we have my brother as well as a special co-host. Hello, hello. And Pastor, you know, we always, I like to start every single show, and we're starting, this is a this is a three-week arc, by the way, for those of us, those of you out there in Radio Land listening, we're going to have our guest today, the Yoder family. This is Caleb and Josie. They're going to be on today, and they'll be on with us for three weeks. So you're going to get to hear a little about their past, present, and future, and the work that they're doing outside the walls of the church. Pastor, you know we always start. I have a question for you, and this is going to follow perfectly the arc that we have. But what I want to hear from you today is tell me about where you came from, your before. When did you come to Christ? Yes, I grew up in a Christian home, I can say, you know, we used to go to church eight days a week if we could add an extra day to the week, you know, and it was very traditional and very strong format and concept, you know, from Venezuela. And uh, I would say that at the age of 15, I made my personal decision to follow Christ as my Lord and Savior. And uh, number one, best decision in my life. You know, the the number two is is uh, when I got married. But yes, the you know, trying to get my footsteps into the right path and with the right leader. You know, the the Holy Spirit of God and the greatest manual. You know, the Bible and lamp unto my feet. You know, in the darkest hours of my life and uh, till till today. You know, and it's been a great journey of of. The church, being the church beyond the walls, I firmly believe that the church is every gathering of at least two or three that are gathered in his name. He is in their midst. That's the church. Why? Because if the head is present, if Jesus is present and he's the head of the church, then those small groups becomes a church. So, yes, we talk about the church as the place where we meet, and we also talk about the church as the body of Christ, the people, us. So, uh, we're talking about salvation here. We're talking about making a commitment to follow Christ, His ways, and uh, He's he's the one leading us. We don't have to understand a lot of things. We only need to believe and listen and obey, you know, and and, uh, it's, it's a great it, it has been a great, a great journey, you know, with the Lord and now my family on board and uh, how the Lord brought us uh, through different places and situations to settle here in Idaho and uh, until either the mission is redirected or until he comes back on until he calls up, called uh, all of us up to into his presence. We're here to love what he wants and, and, and do what he wants. And I think it's in- 
it's important to note, you know, everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own path that they that they that they take. You know, and, and no two lives are exactly the same. But what we're going to find out today is what brought the Yoders here. What brought them to Boise? What brought them to Nampa? What brought them to to MAF? Um, and of course, if you want to know more about the Yoders. You can go to maf.org slash, that's a forward slash, Yoder, Y-O-D-E-R. So that's maf.org slash Y-O-D-E-R. And you're going to learn all about these missionaries. Uh, their, their biographies are up there and how you can support them. And uh, with that, we'll be right back. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. That's Jesus in Matthew 25. Our mission at the Boise Food Bank is to collect and provide food to those in need while raising awareness about food insecurity in Boise. If you have non-perishable food you would like to donate, drop by our office at 6225 West Overland Road in Boise. Our drop-off hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. The Boise Food Bank, feeding the hungry, serving your community, and nourishing our neighbors. And we're back, and again, I just want to say a real big thank you to our sponsors, the Boise Food Bank. If you're out there and you're listening and you need help, head over to boisefoodbank.org, and you can click the Get Food button, and that will give you a list of places and locations that you can go to to receive food uh, free of charge. Pastor? Yes, you know, I was reminded today as I heard MAF and MAF missionaries, you know, the first time I got in an aircraft was with my mother and my dad into the jungle of Venezuela. And uh, they flew us in in a small plane, you know, with a, a partner of MAF was Alas del Socorro mm-hmm. uh, back in 1985 and then on until 2006, I believe, when they were missionaries were expelled out of Venezuela. But it was a very uh, a f- a f- funny uh, ride, you know, to fly into je- the jungle of Venezuela and visit some of the 26 tribes, indigenous tribes that are still live there, you know, very primitive. My mom was a, a volunteer dentist and uh, daddy was her assistant and uh, we couldn't find a nanny and they had the two of us on the trip. And uh, that was my first encounter, you know, with, with missions in the jungle and uh, yes, great memories of Alas del Socorro and Mission Aviation Fellowship. So thank you for coming and thank you for being here with us today. Yeah. And you know, MAF has missionaries all over the world. Um, and I think we get to hear a lot, and we will over the course of the next couple of weeks hear, you know, your story and your hopes and your dreams and the struggles and everything that you're going through. But what I want to start with is a little bit of your journey. You know, where did you come from? Now, I know you're from Spokane. Is that correct? Or did you yeah. come from somewhere else? So go ahead, Caleb, and just give us a, a little bit of a taste of, you know, where did Caleb come from? What was his family like? Where did he grow up? Yeah. You know, how did you find the Lord? Yeah, so um, I was born in Montana. Um, but shortly after that, my parents felt called to uh, do prison ministry. And there was one in Spokane that they 
got connected with. And so we moved to Spokane when I was pretty little. It was only a year or two, I believe. And after that, yeah, I basically grew up in a Baptist church in Spokane. My family is uh, believing, and I grew up around that prison ministry. I think that had a big impact on my life, just being able to see God working in people's lives. And yeah, that had a big impact on me. When I was uh, about 13, there was a pastor that came to our church as a guest speaker, and um, he spoke about missions and the call to missions, and that was kind of the first time I felt that call. I was uh, pretty young when I accepted Christ, but as I got into my later teens, I kind of drifted from my faith and from what I knew was right, and I got into partying and drugs and all kinds of stuff as we all did right, right? i mean I, well except for my brother except for martin yeah he didn't just so. kidding he did too he just doesn't like to talk about it <laughs> so so yeah that that went on and i, I kind of i mean god still spoke to me and i i still um yeah felt his presence and you know but i i would go back and forth i'd repent and i'd you know but it was just kind of a struggle for uh, several years but throughout that time there was a friend of mine who knew J- Josie um, from, we, we went to middle school together and, mm-hmm. um, and she would always pray for her and that would always prompt me to pray for her as well. And so like that was always on my heart. And so basically as I got uh, towards the end of high school, I began to just have, I don't know, see the, see the need for God in her life. And I'd be praying, and uh, God started to convict me of, oh, you're not really doing the right thing either. You're not living for me, and you're not showing, you know, basically your faith. And so uh, through that, I really began to um, pursue him. And mm-hmm. and that, um, yeah, led me to, to really truly pursue him and get back to kind of the initial call towards missions and things like that. So, so in, is that when you two got together, was in high school? Uh, no, it was actually after uh, a year after high school. Yeah. Okay. And just so tell me a little bit about that. You know, what attracted you to this this <laughs> fine looking gentleman here in front of us? What, what was the What was the moment when you said, you know what, uh, Yoder is my last name now, <laughs> or maybe not even that? Just uh, this is something interesting going on over here. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we had we were friends. We knew of each other, and so I'd always been aware of him and give the how you doing nod in the hallways of mm-hmm. high school and everything like that um but it wasn't until senior year yeah, yeah um i actually had uh, had a daughter at this point and he just yeah he would hang out and um he was just so kind mm-hmm. that, and that was something that after being in like a really toxic relationship and yeah it was just so new and foreign and and um and then after that toxic relationship had ended then i was left with with really no one and so caleb got me going to church and so not only was our friendship strengthening but then also our spiritual journey and and then yeah when i came to lord finally god was like hey you uh you might have feelings for this guy so it's <laughs> like yeah. and how old were you when that happened i was 18 you were 18 yeah that's incredible and so then you're 18 years old, you're living in Spokane, Washington at this time. And I just want to just give me a little, just a little snippet, uh, Caleb, about 
what happens next because we'll go back we'll come to break and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about that so yeah we we started dating um and we prayed about it first and felt that this was what god wanted which was for me was new because um i had prayed about people in the past and it was always no <laughs> and so um yeah we dated for about 10 months um after she came to the lord and I decided to ask her to marry me. And so we got engaged. We're engaged for about three months and got married. And so, yeah, had a, had a son a year later and then our daughter two years after that. My gosh, we're going to hear all about this from Josie's perspective, because I think it, I think that what we want to hear about is, you know, how did that young family, I mean, you you said you were 18, you, you came to Christ, you started dating you know, about a year and, and then you're married. I want to hear all about this. And uh, we're going to get into that next. But uh, what we have to, what I have to say, Pastor, what, what's your wisdom here? My, yeah, my wisdom still adding up as the days go by, you know, and uh, yes, Anna, it's, it's good to have young couples, you know, how they talk about uh, committing their life, asking God, you know, this is our second best decision after we give our hearts to the Lord. This is to whom shall I marry with, you know, spend time, seek for guidance, and uh, we just don't do this because we have the feeling that we want to do this. But, you know, feelings are involved, but then, you know, confirmation from, from the Lord. Who is your partner? Who is your life partner? Who is your ministry partner? You know, who is that person that can pray with you and for you when 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 it's needed? And uh, I, I really love when couples, they take their time to serve the Lord together. This is not just a, a daddy uh, wanting to go on missions and mommy staying home with the kids, you know, homeschooling and then supporting from home. But everybody involved, you know, what are the dynamics it takes, you know, for a family like you to uh, be called, to listen to uh, his calling and, and then obey. You know, it's, it's kind of, well, it's not kind of scary. It's scary at all times, you know. And, uh, yes, we, we want to take this time to listen to this wonderful story. And uh, please, just stay tuned with us. Hi, this is Pastor Martin Flaherty. And are you looking for a place to connect with others in the Caldwell area? If so, come and join us at Deer Flat Church in Caldwell, Idaho. We're a welcoming and friendly community of believers who come together to grow in our faith and support one another. Our services are filled with uplifting music, inspiring messages, and a warm and welcoming atmosphere. We believe that everyone is welcome, no matter where you are in your faith journey. Join us this Sunday and experience the joy and fellowship of our community. Visit DeerFlat.org to learn more about our services and events. We look forward to seeing you there. Did you know Estegos provides housing assistance as well? If you live in Caldwell and need help with basic needs, financial literacy, or self-reliance, Estegos is here to help. Participants live, volunteer, and work with a steady effort towards self-sufficiency. Their goal is to ensure that each person who graduates is independent from government assistance. To find out more information, go to estegos.org housing. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org slash housing. We're back, and again, I just want to say a big thank you to our sponsors over at the Boise Food Bank. And uh, if you're out there and you want to help us, please feel free to jump on boisefoodbank.org 
and there's a there's a give help and there's a get help button and either way whatever position you're in if you need food or you need help you go there and uh, there's uh, dozens of places across the city where you can get help and we just encourage you if that's your case to go ahead and, and get on there and find the help you need uh, so but we're back here we've got the yoders with us and the yoders are missionaries they're with MAF which is what is the it's it's mission aviation fellowship mission aviation fellowship maf.org forward slash yoder and that's y-o-d-e-r so if you want to learn more about the yoders and read their story these two incredible people in front of us their family you can find all about them and how to support them on on that website at maf but when we, we were just talking about so you were 18 young couple you just married had two children of your own plus your daughter from before mm. and so tell us a little bit about what happens next in the story of the yoders um yeah so uh we kind of around the same time we were i think it was right after we got married we were kind of really wanting to serve god in some way and we didn't know what that looked like and so we checked out moody in spokane because we're like hey maybe there's something there that you know god wants us to do and so as we're talking to the person that we met with there, we heard about uh, avi- uh, mission aviation. And that was the first time that I think either of us had heard of that. And so it really intrigued both of us and kind of just stayed on our minds for uh, several years, actually. And so during that time, we I, I was working as a machinist and we had a house and um you know by the time we were 23 we had three kids and so it was not an easy thing to pursue full-time school and sure busy full life right yeah exactly yeah and so um, but god kind of kept bringing it up as well as josie kept bringing it up to me (laughs) uh and just encouraged me towards that and so we we or I, i went to a uh kind of an informational thing and i just really felt a strong desire towards this. And so after probably about five years of feeling this way, um, and just kind of pushing it off, like this is, this is never going to work. We went. Well, I can imagine because there's a, you know, you're, you're 23 years old, young dad, all the pressure, you got the house, you got the mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, yeah. you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you fit your, your parents are missionaries they're preachers. Mm-hmm. They, you, you know, you're, you didn't, I mean, unless you're like, you're not like rich, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, so you have all these normal daily struggles mm-hmm. and you feel this tug. So you get to be about 28. And Josie, let me just ask you this. The whole time, this five years, are you feeling something too about this or? Yeah, actually, it, I kept hearing about it. I would listen to Moody Radio, and I'd be like, I really think you need to go check out one of these informational nights. Mm-hmm. It didn't make any sense. I mean, except I have this desire, have this interest. I don't know how God's going to work this out. But, yeah, I was definitely encouraging him to check it out. For five years? Yeah, it was on and off. Yeah, we, you know, like you mentioned, we we had this desire when we first got married, and then life happens, and you have kids in the house and live in the dream, you know, quote unquote. And uh, but yeah, God is very persistent, and so. So you're 28 years old, about. You go to one of these informational things, and you decide this is the life for me. Yeah, and um, and then kind of looked into it and realized 
we could not do this on our own. <laughs> and so I uh, waited another year. So we were, this was actually, it was kind of five years from our 19-year-old selves. So we were like 25. And okay. so we ended up going to this uh, Christian music festival together. And during that, I don't know if it was a speaker or what it was, but God was speaking to both of us about like, you just need to do this. <laughs> and so uh, we talked about, hey, we can maybe move into an RV in her dad's driveway to be able to afford this or, you know, talking about lots of different options. Um, because you have to pay for the schooling. Right. Pay for the schooling and you can't work while you're going to school because it's full time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And when you say full time, because I, like I went to college. Yeah. You know, we all we all went to college mm-hmm. and we all had jobs work, but right. but the difference is you're going to be trusted with people's lives. Right. It's not just like going to a community college to work on an engine on a car, and if right. the car if the oil leaks out, well, you know the car nobody's getting hurt when that yeah. happens. So the engine in the aircraft stops working. Yeah. It's a lot of problems, right? Especially where these aircraft are flying, mm-hmm. where they're out in remote areas, they're in the third world. There might not be. You know, supplies, it could be high in the mountains, probably pretty often, or in the desert. And so you have to take this very seriously. Yeah. And also the school takes it very seriously. So you have to have an 80% to be able to even get to the next year, basically. And so, and they tell you, we recommend that you don't work. And also with the three kids, it's like, you know, like I want to be able to see them, see my family too. And so, um, but yeah, we got back and I put my application in to Moody. And then the next Monday, I went to work, and there's a layoff notice. And um, what? Yeah, and so sounds familiar to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and it was it was a voluntary one. They're going to lay off ten people from the company, and I texted Josie, and she's like, "Go for it." And so I volunteered. And so with this came there's there's a because the work was going to Mexico, and so there's a state program that would pay for retraining. And so, but it was a government program, so they didn't want to pay for a religious school, mm-hmm. you know. And so we started talking to the people that were going to help us figure this out. And they're like, well, if you can go to the community college, that would, that would be best because it's far cheaper and it's not religious. And so we're really trying to explain, like, we want to go for missions and, you know, this is where we need to go for that. And so finally, the lady I was talking to is like, all right, well, if you get a letter from an organization and write a letter explaining why you want to do missions. I can show it to my boss and we'll see what she says. And so uh, we did that and waited about a week and she got back to me and she's like, I really don't want to talk to you after the first time we talked um, because I didn't think this was going to work, but she didn't even look at the price. She read the letters and just signed it off. Wow. And so for three years we had, um, I had all my books and tools paid for. I had my, uh, co- a cost of living stipend while um, going to school, as well as uh, classes all paid for by a government program that paid for my theology classes. <laughs> Talk about how God works in mysterious ways. It's so sad that he had to lay off nine other people to yeah. get you to do his work, but I understand now. Voluntarily. Yes. Yes, yeah. And who knows what he's doing with those people. Yeah. So, well... You know, I really appreciate you coming in and sharing, and I can't wait till next week when we're going to hear about all what's happening in your life right now. But we're going to go to a quick break, hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back. Are you struggling to put food on the table? Don't worry. The Boise Food Bank is here to help. We have dozens of partner agencies across the city that are here to provide food for you. At boisefoodbank.org, you can find a list of our partner agencies and their distribution times. 
Just show up with your ID and proof of address, and we'll provide you with a box of nutritious food. We believe that everyone deserves access to healthy food, regardless of their circumstances. So if you're in need, visit boisefoodbank.org today to find your nearest distribution location. And we're back, and I just have to say again a quick thank you to our sponsors. And if you are a uh, member of a church and you know a preacher that is out there that needs supplies, please encourage them to go to astegos.org and uh, sign up for our community warehouse. The community warehouse has thousands and thousands of things that churches can use in their ministry, and it will save them tons of money, just gobs of money. So it's really hard to explain through the radio, but if you just trust us and go to estegos.org, you'll find what you need to sign up. Pastor, I'm going to ask you, give us a little bit of a prayer, and uh, we'll close out this episode. God, we thank you for this new day you have given each one of us. And uh, God, uh, you know the teens in our hearts that we barely there to hope for. But today we give them to you. And we trust them to you. And we ask that you intervene in ways that goes beyond our imagination as we go beyond the walls. Just, just, uh, we, we, we ask that your kingdom may come and that you will be done here on earth in our lives, just as it is in heaven. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us the Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins and, uh, we thank you for your word, lamp onto our feet in the darkest hours of our life. Thank you for being our midst here today, and uh, in your name we thank you and we pray. Amen. Amen. And I, again, I just want to thank the Yoders for coming in this week, and I want you to encourage you to stick around for next week. Uh, we'll be right back here at the same time on 94.1 The Voice, KBXL. The Yoder story is great. <laughs>